Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right. Talking ball with Pat Leonard, emergency episode. All I have to say is what? Saquon Barkley signed what? Barkley and the Giants get a deal. Great news for Giants fans. Great news for the Giants team. Great news for general manager Joe Shane. But when I saw this scroll across my phone, when I had sources texting me that this was done, I had to do a double take and a triple take to really fully grasp that this was not a joke. Saquon Barkley, after all of this, signs the franchise tag, signs a one-year contract worth up to $11 million guaranteed. So he gets the franchise tag number. That's $10.091 million guaranteed. That's what he would have gotten if he signed the franchise tag tender back in March. He gets $2 million of it in a signing bonus. Okay. After that, he can earn... total in incentives in this contract. Now, here's the breakdown of those incentives. He can get $303,000 if he rushes for 1,350 yards, so 1,350 yards, and the Giants make the playoffs. He gets $303,000 if he scores 11 total touchdowns, that's rushing and receiving combined, and the team makes the playoffs. He gets a 303,000 more if he catches 65 passes, so 65 receptions, and the Giants make the playoffs. What did you hear in those incentives? Barkley could have a career year. He could have 1,400 yards, 12 total touchdowns, and 70 catches, and if the Giants don't make the playoffs, he doesn't get a dime of those incentives. This is an all-time humbling signing by a player who had some leverage on his team here. He had his services. The fact that if he sat out training camp, if he sat out real games, he might be able to move the needle a little bit on this key fact. When this deal got done on Tuesday morning, the day that players reported, and when I was texting with sources about it, I was the first to report for the New York Daily News on Twitter, that not only did Barkley sign this minimal deal, the Giants are not guaranteeing to Barkley that they won't franchise tag him next year. So Barkley did not even gain the ability to not be tagged by the team and to hit free agency after this season. We are, of course, here sponsored by Bet Online. And just want to remind you, Bet Online is our number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use the promo code BELIEVE, B L E A V. 
for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. I want to remind you to please rate, review, and subscribe on the YouTube page at PL on NFL, um, on the audio podcast apps, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your pods. And please engage, comment on Twitter, threads, Instagram. I'm at PL on NFL on all of these apps, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok. The only one I'm not is on Twitter at P Leonard NYDN. And of course, go to the Daily News website for the latest as NFL and Giants training camps kick off. But circling back to Barkley for a second, I don't know about you, but I look at this situation and I feel bad for Barkley in the sense that he realized he had no other option here, not just as a running back, but given how his negotiations were handled, than to essentially walk back through the door with his tail between his legs and say, I'm going to delay this kind of negotiation and this kind of kind of uh, contentious situation a year. And I'm just going to put my head down and play. And, you know, this isn't all his fault. This is listening to the wrong people, listening to the wrong advice. Barkley himself told us that at the deadline before he got tagged, he met with John Mara back in March and that he came out of that meeting with the Giants co-owner and told his agent to get it done. And there was a gamble there that the Giants were going to have to use their franchise tag on Daniel Jones, and they didn't do it. And they ended up signing Daniel Jones, having the tag available to tag Barkley. And the conversation had been occurring prior to that between Joe Shane and the Giants and Saquon Barkley's agent, his representatives, his camp, that if a deal was not struck by that deadline, that the Giants were going to reset the negotiations entirely. So that's exactly what happened. That obviously frustrated Barkley. Uh, Pro Football Talk reported that the Giants at that point, at the behest of Barkley's representatives, called other teams poking around on what a trade would look like for Barkley. Now, I've talked to sources who said the Giants never considered trading Barkley. That was never a consideration, never a thought, never an option on their side of things. So put it out of your head that the Giants at that point were trying to trade Saquon Barkley. They weren't. Uh, But it is true that Barkley's side wanted the Giants to gauge the market because really what their plan had been all along was to look into, okay, if we get to free agency, if we don't get franchise tagged and we don't sign the Giants deal they're offering us, we believe on the Barkley end that the market, the open market will be able to help us build out what a contract would look like that ideally we'd like to sign here in New York, stay with the Giants, just get the money we feel like we deserve. So this was kind of an extension of that. Um, I know it was reported, I believe uh, Ryan Dunleavy of the Post reported that the Miami Dolphins uh, poked around most trying to pry Barkley away from the Giants at that juncture. Um, If you've been following us here, you know that the Miami Dolphins we have discussed them as like if Barkley was shipped out or Barkley and the Giants did part ways, you know, they were one of a handful of teams along with like the Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs who absolutely would love a luxury piece like that, a finishing piece at running back. Um, so it certainly makes sense there. Um, you know, this listen, this relationship between Barkley and the Giants, the hope obviously is that he helps them win, reach another playoff berth 
win more playoff games and on and on into the future. But we could be talking about this at the trade deadline again here. If the Giants start really poorly this season, you know, they have Barkley on a one year tag. Uh, he at that point could end up getting frustrated, want to play for a contender and the Giants and Barkley could decide come late October that it's not worth going through another contentious negotiation next year. And maybe the best thing for both parties at that point is for one to have an opportunity to win and another to get something back. But that's living in a hypothetical world that we're not existing in right now. Where we are is the Giants really avoided a major distraction and a major drama that would have hovered over their entire training camp. You can't uh, overstate how significant that could be, especially with Brian Dable, who, listen, he puts on a friendly face. He puts on uh, a, a holly jolly kind of nature, and he is a relatable guy, but he is an intense kind of wound tight coach who really, you know, you watched him out in the spring. I mean, he was snapping at people pretty consistently and he wants to not only build on last year, but he, you can tell the pressure is on in New York in New Jersey to build on the exceeded expectations of Dable's rookie season at nine, seven and one without Saquon Barkley around all spring through mandatory minicamp and the threat of it happening up to training camp. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know, this is a team that um, from Dable's end really needs to deliver, needs to hit the ground running. Um, and so you can sense that. And so the ability to get Darren Waller into camp, get Paris Campbell into camp, get Bobby Okereke into camp, get to East Rutherford and have Barkley on the field as well, as opposed to everybody sitting there asking Joe Shane, asking Brian Dable, asking Brian Dable daily about where Saquon Barkley is, why he hasn't signed, how in the world do they expect to succeed offensively without him? You know, this is something that really, I promise you, would have been something that would have rattled the Giants and a Dable at least from the vantage point of what he wanted to start and what he wanted to build this offseason versus what he was going to have to contend with if Barkley had skipped. And that's why I just, I can't believe that at the end of this, if you're Saquon Barkley and his agents, you either push this to the limit. If you push past that deadline for a multi-year deal, or you take a deal, you don't end up in this middle ground where you then sign this deal before you even walk into training camp and you get virtually nothing out of it. We are a week out from Saquon Barkley and his agents declining an offer that was in the 12 to 12 and a half million dollar range with 22 to 25 million dollars guaranteed. And they say no to that multi-year deal. And then a week later, Barkley signs a one year that earns him up to $11 million. And that, like we said, that extra million at the end of it is unlikely to be earned. He could earn it. It would be great if he earned some of it. Obviously, if he earns any of it, it means the Giants reach the playoffs, but he barely got anything here. And 
to have the kind of representation that he had in this process that guided him to, you know, in a, in a direction that he's turning down deals that even if the guarantee money and per game roster bonuses made it so that it wasn't fully reflective of what the offer actually was back in March to have 13 million a year and up to 26 million guaranteed on the table. Maybe it was closer to 19 or 20 and fully guaranteed money, but to be declining that in March only to sign a one year worth up to 11 in August and not to, at the very least, if he was going to push past that deadline and not sign that 12 to 12 and a half million a year average deal on July 17th, how in the world are you not then prepared to at least hold the team's feet to the fire to try and get them to agree not to franchise tag you the following offseason? Because now what the Giants could do on the flip side, and this is a good thing for the Giants when you want control of players, the Giants now still have the ability to franchise tag Barkley next spring at a $12.1 million one-year offer number. And so, listen, we know from these negotiations that Joe Shane and this current Giants staff and regime doesn't want to pay running backs, especially um, you know at an insane number that then they clearly didn't budge. Barkley even said he was asking. You could tell by what he was saying he was in like that $14 million a year range with real guarantees. But he even said on that Money Matters podcast, I'm not even asking for what I'm really worth. So these negotiations could get ugly then if they happen again in 2024. Hard to imagine that we're going to be back in that spot. But, you know, if Barkley has an unbelievable season, then he's 27 years old. Now the Giants could say, well, we don't want to pay a running back 12 million, but we did offer Saquon Barkley that last year. And that was on a multi-year deal. And now we're really kind of getting a discount or essentially paying him similar money to what we would have been doing on that two-year deal if we pick this up. And then after this year, we can cut bait. Meanwhile, Saquon Barkley at that point would be a 27, 28-year-old running back after these next two tag years. And obviously with all those tread on his tires, it would be difficult for any player to get a lucrative third contract. But just a mind-blowing result here uh, for Saquon Barkley and a cautionary tale on who you need to represent you and who you should trust with your money. And obviously, the last thing I should say is I think the fact that Barkley changed agents in June should tell you something about where his mind was as far as why it wasn't working out and maybe envisioning that as a potential resolution. But obviously, joining with CAA onto the team along with Rock Nation and still ending up with this result is just ludicrous. Um, you know, switching over really quickly would be remiss if, cause obviously this is an NFL podcast as well, even though Saquon has kind of dominated what we've talked about recently, but Justin Herbert, Justin Herbert, the LA chargers quarterback kind of stealing the show before the day was up of Saquon Barkley signing the LA chargers quarterback signs a monster five-year extension worth 262.5 million dollars. So that pushes his average. I believe it ends up at 52.5 per year. He is now the highest paid quarterback in NFL history, uh, highest paid player, I believe, by individual contract. And um, I have to double check that. Definitely quarterback. I'm pretty sure, though, all of these new quarterback contracts are making the guy in some in some way than the highest paid player in NFL history. It's just where we are right now. Uh, this supersedes Lamar Jackson's that just got done. And it is going to be jumped by Joe Burrows 
in Cincinnati, which is going to get done. But one thing I wanted to mention about this is, first of all, a lot of pressure on Brandon Staley out in Los Angeles now, a lot of pressure on Tom Telesco and, uh, well, certainly Brandon Staley. Um, you know, we, we don't know what's what's going to happen with the front office there. The organization runs a little differently. Of course, drafting Justin Herbert is a success, but certainly I think that with Kellen Moore there as offensive coordinator, there's an expectation the offense will take off, and then there's an expectation organizationally that Staley will get the team where they need to go with a player like Herbert that they're now paying like this. So uh, keep an eye on the Chargers uh, for – you know, if they fail or if they do not succeed, of course, not easy when you're in the division with the Kansas City Chiefs and now with Sean Payton coaching the Denver Broncos. Uh, but keep an eye out there. But the reason I brought up Herbert as well is I wanted to note, you know, all these deals are getting done because Jalen Hurts got done. And, you know, I think the the fact that the clutch sports team that represents him got that Hertz contract done the way they did, got him to 51 million. At that time, Aaron Rodgers' 50 million average was the top. Hertz gets done early. And a lot of times in these situations, you have players waiting for the others agents and the others team to get their contract done. So then they can do the the next one and be the highest paid because everybody wants to kind of slightly leapfrog the last guy. And Hertz's team not only did not play that waiting game, but they structured the contract smartly for the team, but also for the player. And really what ended up happening as you talk to people in the business is that became a barometer and kind of um, a, a blueprint for how these other agencies and players and teams do these quarterback deals. So the contract that you should study and the contract I think you should be most impressed with, even though it is now not the highest average annual value among quarterbacks um, is the Jalen Hurts Eagles one. And we'll get into that um, in a later episode for sure. Lastly, uh, former Giants wide receiver Kadarius Toney underwent another knee surgery, microscopic cleanup. If you remember, I reported going into his second and final season with the Giants that he had had a similar arthroscopic procedure on his knee. Um, and then it turns out he had another one this offseason with the Chiefs, and now another one here right on the eve of camp after kind of tweaking his knee while receiving a punt. Um, questions of whether he'll be available for the start of the season. It was always crazy for people to come out of last season, given his injury history and just his history in general, and say that he was going to be the Chiefs' number one receiver. I think Richie James is somebody you have to need to take a look at. He was on the Giants last year. Similar situation. Everybody was expecting Kadarius Toney to be the guy at the slot and who turned out to be one of the leaders in catches and one of the most popular targets for Daniel Jones, Richie James. He sides as a free agent in Kansas City. I think you should keep an eye on him as a potential top and favorite target of Patrick Mahomes uh, coming down the pike here. And Tony, of course, you know, an incredible Super Bowl, was happy for him that he um, had a feel-good moment and made a play and did demonstrate why uh, the Giants drafted him as high as they did after that trade back uh, in the draft to 20th overall when the Bears moved up to take Justin Fields. But, of course, after kind of the ugly back and forth he had with Giants fans this summer and, um, you know, his lack of maturity and uh, inability to stay healthy, I think you see that so far that part of his scouting report also extremely accurate. 
I'm recording this actually before heading out to the first open practice of Giants camp, as well as the first press conference, Joe Shane and Brian Dable in the 2023 Giants season, when you include the start of training camp as the opening. Um, can't believe Saquon Barkley signed that. Can't believe this result. Great news for the Giants, though. And remember, we are sponsored by Bet Online and also Estate 98. Hola, amigos. This is Pat Leonard from the New York Daily News. If you're a coffee lover like me, you're going to love Estate 98. This ultra-concentrated coffee from El Salvador, which dates back to 1798, is the most convenient premium cafe I've ever had. Takes me three seconds to make a nice coffee, which is perfect for my busy podcasting schedule and talking ball. I can take it with me on the go, make it anywhere. And with its rich smell and notes of milk, chocolate, and tangerine, this Essencia de Cafe has replaced my old coffee runs. Go to Estate 98 Coffee on Instagram, order, and enjoy. Salud. Last point I should make about Barkley before we get out of here. Clearly, there is a positive element of Saquon just getting this done in order to avoid the distraction and help the team succeed, which is really what he wants to do is win um, in 2023. And um, absolutely that's a good thing from the Barkley side is, and now listen, this is also an image saving move as well on his end, because, you know, if he was already not going to get the money he expected and wanted and felt like he was already being underpaid, what would be even worse for him would be to have the kind of holdout training camp, sit out and regular season possible holdout that led to fans turning on him. And as he said, what bothered him the most in the spring was when, offers got leaked that made him look greedy. And so you can see that from Barkley's end, you know, perhaps it was, it was bad that he lost the negotiations, but it would, would have been even worse from his end if his image had been tarnished because he really is at his heart team first, a guy who wants the team to succeed. And as you saw everything he did last year, playing through injury, et cetera, that's a very real thing. Uh, But so that's the optimistic view of this is that, like from Barkley's end, the optimistic view is, yes, he clearly cares about winning. Um, he put the he definitely put a lot of things over himself here because this contract is not favorable for him at all in the grand scheme of what he was battling for. Uh, but like I said, uh, thanks for joining me. Please rate, review, and subscribe. Please subscribe. Hit the subscribe button at PL on NFL on YouTube. That is where we're going to concentrate a ton of content this year. We're going to have our player and Pat Leonard arrivals at uh, game time, pregame on game days, the game day mornings um, and on Instagram threads, Twitter. And like I said, wherever you get your podcast, Apple and Spotify, we appreciate all the feedback, all the conversation. Let's get it going in the comments. Again, that conversation in the comments of our last podcast on Barkley. It was fantastic. Uh, let's keep it going. And we will talk to you soon here on talking ball. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.